Hey, everybody. This is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one website that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether internationally and domestically. And tonight we're going to talk about what's in the news is inflation surges, especially after yesterday's consumer price index came out, was worse than the economists have expected. They were expecting about 8%. To as high as 8.1% from a year ago. Well, it jumped all the way to 8.3. And when that went up, that means the market crater dropping about 12 to almost 1,300 points because now they're fearing the Fed is going to be more aggressive in raising interest rates. So they're looking at maybe a 0.75% increase to a full percentage point next week when the Fed meets on the 20th and the 21st. So We'll have to see what happens. But there's a lot of headwinds coming up well, hey, on Friday. Well, John, I got something really important to okay. tell you. I lost my job. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to have a big old party. There you go. Because I think that's what we're supposed to do now is we're supposed to celebrate kind of defeat or some kind of. I mean, that's interesting you bring it up. And I talked to a friend of mine who's a demographer who tracks trends. And he's a PR expert. He did a lot of stuff in the media. And I, we were talking at lunch. And I was asking him, from a PR standpoint, what did you think about this Biden victory party in the, the at the Rose Garden? He said it was basically the man is tone deaf. What it was like, you're telling me at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, this inflation report comes out and the market cratered. It was mm -hmm. dropping by the time 11, it was down almost 700 points. Yeah. And you're going to have a victory and state how great the Inflation Reduction Act is. So, if I may, maybe the, the White House definitely knows when the white when the numbers are coming out, right? They do it. Okay, everybody knows when the numbers so, come and they, out. So, and planning this party, they would know that they're going to get the inflation report numbers out. It's going to be good, or so they think. And they're like, we're going to have a party to celebrate. Say, this is what the Inflation Reduction Act is doing. They could like write on that. So, is it at all possible that it just blew up in their face? I think so. I think they, because everybody knows when it comes out. You can go well in advance. They give the dates well in advance. And I don't mean just a month. They go months in advance. They know when the dates are coming out. I think they started to believe their own rhetoric. Yeah. And they saw it came down a little bit for July. Hold it. Yeah. No, excuse me. Yeah. It came down a little bit in July. And they were expecting, oh, it's going to keep coming down. So I think they believed their own rhetoric. And when it didn't happen, but you would have thought at 8.30 in the morning when the report came out, they should have canceled it. So I don't understand why they went through with it. Because by 11 o'clock in the afternoon, in the morning, it was down about seven, 800 points. So I don't know why they went forward with this. All right. So For Real says the, the past week or so, the Dow was increased by 1,000 points. It was The Dow has been moving up. There was some negative um, last month, I think, not last month, last week. I think it went, was going up because I think the Wall Street was anticipating that this was going to be inflation was easing. And I think they also believed the rhetoric coming out of the White House that it was easing. And I think they got caught up into it and they got blindsided. And now the Fed is going to have no choice but to raise interest rates. And some of them are thinking it's going to be at least a 0.75% to almost a full percentage point this month, this month, and all the way through December. Now, Larry Summers, who was the Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton and the Senior Economic Advisor 
for Barack Obama, he's predicting or thinks to get inflation under control, you need to get the unemployment rate up to 7%. Well, that means you're losing, I think they report stated about 6 million jobs. So that's there's going to be bite. It's yeah. going to but now we're So also I was looking at what uh, I guess his name DC Daddy. Yeah, DC Daddy says legislation takes about 6 to 12 months to take effect. All this uh, supply chain issues. The only thing I would disagree with that statement is you're right on one point. It does take time for legislation to hit, but much of the legislation and the inflation Reduction Act doesn't take place until 2024. Like the prescription drugs really don't take effect till 2026. So when they asked the president, they asked Joe Manchin a couple a week or two ago, and then they asked a couple Democratic uh, congressional leaders, when does the inflation take hold? When are they going to see immediate effects? And they had no answer because nothing really takes effect for another couple of years. Yeah. So conservative hunter, I don't know if he's hunting conservatives or conservative hunter 50 yeah well anyway he says what he's saying is that the union railroad is possibly going on strike two now there's a various railroads and he's correct i'm not sure which one i can't remember from the article that came out one of the railroad companies or unions said that they want to go on strike waiting to see what the other unions are going to do when they do their own contract negotiations yeah now amtrak said that they're going to limit long was it long distance rail like from Chicago to California and other places, because a lot of their trains run on the freight tracks. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But this is going to be detrimental to the economy, with many experts say there'd be $2 billion a day lost to the economy. And there's not enough truckers, long-haul truckers, to keep to pick up the slacks, considering we're about 80,000 truckers short. Hey, I thought of a career move for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Would you be a trucker? There you go. Be a trucker. That's what I always wanted. To do. That was it. That's your calling. That's my calling. But I mean, <laughs> like I was talking with your wife out before we came in onto the podcast where you were doing um, American Gunslinger that she went to the grocery store and she paid about $200 for groceries for what she was buying at that time. Yeah. And she goes, that's more than what I ever had before. Now, yeah. I talk to people, especially a lot of businesses come into the store. Like last week I had my truck fixed. So I asked the owner of the, the the garage I took my truck to. So I always ask people, "What are you facing certain things? He goes, yes, we're facing supply chain disruptions. We can't get the parts that we need. Our electrical costs have gone up. And this is one of the factors in the consumer price index is even though gas came down, but fuel oil went up. So that means when we go into the winter months, natural gas, which powers a lot of electric utility companies, they're seeing their prices go up. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed price increases went up across the board. With the, You see a drop in one or two areas, but almost every segment, every grocery store, every grocery prices, items all went up. Go ahead, Ray. All right. I actually have one from Aaron M.B. Taylor. You think the Fed should raise rates 100 BPS? I think at this point, the Fred's going to have no choice. I mean, they're trying to duplicate what they did in the 1970s. The Fred substantially raised the rates, but it took the money out of circulation. And that was the only way to break the back of inflation. And it sent a very destructive recession in the 81, 82. And it cost the Republicans, because the Republicans, Ronald Reagan was president then, he lost substantial amount of seats in the House of Representatives. But... This time you're going to have to do. The only difference is 
we didn't have an anti-business president and you have the fed can do it what it wants but you're going to have to do some constraint on the fiscal side we got to stop our spending and republicans are just as guilty as republicans i mean democrats on this but you have to re rein in government spending you have to take the regulations off business and we definitely have to and i know a lot of people may not like this next answer is we're going to have to invest and get our the energy companies to get get moving that means you got to get the federal government off their back and get the unregulate them so they can get back to where we were energy independent before so do you think that the next president or the next person that comes in or maybe even this president can maybe rethink the whole energy issue take it back to normal and then just kind of slow walk us into maybe going green because i think if that was like they were trying to just give us a cold turkey kind of approach what if like Biden or, or any next person that's up in line for to be president, what if they're like, okay, we're going to go green. It's going to take us a while, but we're going to be there eventually. And what we're going to do is we're just going to slow walk. That's giving the energy companies enough maybe way to redistribute their energy. Oh, and then, the, and see, then, but on that, I would think it'd be harder for the Democrats because the President Biden is all in on this Green New Deal, and the Democrats have, are catering to that progressive wing. Even though you have a lot of the Democrats who are, whether in the Senate or those who are in the House, saying that we're more moderate, but they voted for everything that President Biden put forth. Yep. The American Rescue Plan, the Inflation Reduction Plan, and they pushed a lot of this green energy at the expense of fossil. I think it would be easier for the Republicans much harder for President Biden. Now, we'll have to see, let's just say for the sake of argument, he loses the House and the, the Senate. Does he do what Bill Clinton did in 1994 when he lost the House and the Senate? He governed the first two years as a progressive. Then when he lost, the again, they said the House and the Senate, he triangulated to the center, co-opted a lot of Republican values and ideas and passed a lot of legislation that, move things forward. So he took more of a moderate approach, and that's how he won re-election in 1996. So from what I'm thinking, and I'll get to you in a second, right? Uh, what I'm thinking is no, because I don't really think he's running the show. If no, it, I mean, if, if, if it was him, then I would say there's a strong possibility that, yes, if he loses the House, he loses the Senate, he's got to play ball with both sides. And I would actually see that maybe us getting closer to unity as a country when that happens, because... I would see him kind of maybe mixing it up with both Republicans and Democrats, and then that's just kind of lo loosening the barriers politically, and that extends to media. The media will kind of trickle down into the country itself. But you make a good point. And before we get to Ray, the point I wanted when you say he's not running it, I'm kind of wondering what his political instincts are. And the reason I say that, with this whole railroad strike, back in June, he had there was a presidential, I think it's called the Presidential Mediation commission or something to mediate this thing with the railroad strike what they did is they they there was a, a timeline like a cooling off period well they re, they restarted that hmm. that cooling off period if it was left in place the 90 days which is a typically the cooling off period in the negotiations would have put that issue past the november elections and because they did what they did and restarted it now it became the end of September, right weeks before the midterm elections. Now you're putting a lot of House and Senate Democrats and those running for these seats. Now they got to answer these questions. And that's not a, a vote you want to make weeks before 
the midterm election. So I'm just questioning his political instincts. And that can go back to your question is who's really running the show? Why did this is such a rookie move? You don't make your fellow Democrats or even let's say if it was Republicans make hard choices right before midterm election. Now, Ray, what was the question you wanted to bring up? So DC Daddy 78 said, are tariffs keeping Fed rates low and a cash giveaway to the rich inflationary? I'm guessing you're talking about, are you talking about the Chinese tariffs, I'm guessing? I I don't have much no, on that. That's, I mean, I'm guess, guessing, yes. I don't think it's having that impact on that. I think a lot of it is doing with the fiscal side with spending and the Fed's only option to rein in inflation is to raise interest rates. Just like if they want to jumpstart the economy, you lower interest rates, but they have to get inflation under control. That means you're going to have to curtail the money that's out throughout the economy and tighten up the money supply. Now, fiscally, the president can do some things, <coughs> rate in spending like one, but you've got to clean up the supply chain disruptions and work with businesses to see how can we fix this like we still have problems with baby food formula there's still a shortage i went to the grocery store on sunday there's still a shortage of baby food i mean it's not big in the news now that doesn't mean the issue went away oh there's a lot of that so there's a lot and then jump starting the getting the energy sector because we can sell a lot of energy to europe so they're not dependent on russia we can sell them all the natural gas we want we just need to set up the infrastructure to do so. Well, if I remember correctly, Europe's on the flatten the curve again for their energy issues. Well, they are because so. it looks like there's going to be a cap of Russian energy. And we've and, heard that before. And Russia, but see, Europe needs that because they're going into winter. And now, like, Germany is having to convert everything back to coal-fired plants, which is not great for the environment. Yeah. But, oh, so they're going to start burning a lot of wood. <laughs> but they're going to have to do something. But these are things if we, because that would, people need to understand, fossil fuels is involved in every facet of the American economy. We, we can make wish it away. Just remember, California restricted its energy uses through fo fossil fuel. And now they want to go, they use more wind and solar than any other state. But they can't, they'll barely be able to keep their, their energy output for the demand they need. Oh, here's a good one. <clears throat> Well, until Ray gets to that, when is the gas price, is that actually, uh, gas prices are decreasing, they said for like 90 days straight. Is that maybe a, a reflection of what, or what our administration is doing? Or is it like, is it naturally going down? Or are they kind of maybe padding the numbers a little bit by hitting the, hitting the petroleum oil reserves? No, they're not padding the numbers. They did put... They did open up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve back, I think, in March, April, and that's going to be ending at the end of September. The biggest reason that energy prices came down was demand came down. Now, remember where we at when demand went up. So that's the biggest problem. It's not that these pad the numbers, is that demand, people are re-altering their driving. Businesses aren't expanding as much as they once did. So, and then China is not using energy because their economy is starting to come down considerably. But if this all changes, now remember, we're at now. Now you're seeing gas come down, but fuel oil is going up yep. dramatically. So the cost of natural gas is much higher now, and it's going to continue to go up. And what's going to happen if the railroads go on strike? That means diesel fuel is going to go up because we're going to need more 
long-haul truckers to try to move those goods and services how does the how do they recover from how does the administration recover from the inflation reduction act and then it's not doing it stock market hit into 1100s right went down went as low as 1100 and they're hey let's party because we did good what how can they are they just going to maybe ignore this or are they just kind of maybe redirect what's going on? The only way that right now they're redirecting where it's going on. They make it sound like like they created all these jobs. Like jobs were added to the But these were the jobs that were lost during the pandemic. This isn't like any new jobs. Because remember, we're still, I think, a million, million and a half jobs short of where we were in February 2020. Just like the labor participation rate is still a full percentage point and a half below where we were in 2020. Okay. This is not me saying this. This is the Bureau of Labor Statistics saying this. So the way the president can get ahead of this is, one, if the Inflation Reduction Act does work, which is still going to be some time, but once the perception that people's lives are getting better, that's where it's going to be the change. It's the perception. People got to feel that my money is going further than it once was okay and tell people that have that perception it's still going to be a drag on the president and his party all right right, go so beach baby 226 said what is the government plan to replace the oil reserve well that's a good question that was one question (laughs) and just a bit just what she said beach baby 226 is the president let's see three times tapped in the strategic petroleum reserve twice last year and then the final one he really tapped into it releasing six i think it was like six million or more barrels of oil for a a number of months that's ending and he hasn't made any plan to replace that energy we're at the lowest level of in that reserve since 1984 so let's move forward okay we're going into winter now you got to go through the winter months it's going to be cold we're going to need natural gas what happens next summer when we get into the peak driving season again and we're still we could run out of energy so that's a very good question and i haven't heard anything and i haven't heard anybody ask them how do you plan on replacing that energy because that would be very costly when oil prices i think are about around 90 85 to 90 dollars a barrel well i think we'll just end our little tiff with russia and we'll just start buying their oil again what i'm thinking is maybe in about in about two years i think and we're going to see a different president 100 percent. whether it's not biden it might be the last guy and nobody likes the last guy but when the last guy came in they kind of knocked the crap off they were just like don't mess around this guy's going to go, this guy's on edge. He can go one way or the other, which kind of made him a very, I would think, force to be reckoned with. So what if he just comes, I would think he would probably come back in if he did, if he was elected. I don't want to stir the hornet's nest or anything Correct. like that. But, and he would just be like, hey, guess what, Russia, you're done. And by the way, we're going to start buying your oil. And then it'd be up to him to well, kind of. I just think. It even, seems like this administration's weak, trying to weaken us one way or the other. I just think other. they have a philosophical belief that the way to go is this progressive socialistic wave. And they just they firmly believe that in their hearts, that's the way to go. Even though there's examples, not just in America, the example in Sri Lanka when they went through the green technology, green agenda, and it cratered their energy sector. Now, I know... One of the comments here was, would have Iran, I can't think of who said it. Tribe yeah. of Dan. 
What's that? Yeah. Tribe of Dan mentioned it. Would it be better to utilize Iran or Venezuela as a better partner? The first thing with Iran, Iran would use that oil revenue like they did in the past to fund the, the right now giving arms to Russia to use in Ukraine. They're doing instability throughout the Middle East, and they would use that money to further expand their nuclear capabilities and their ballistic missile programs, even though the agreement that President Obama signed with Iran didn't do anything to stop what they were doing. They allowed the ballistic missile. That was not part of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. I did want to bring this up because he okay. also did, and D.C. Daddy, yes, answered it. But uh, the question was, did the Supreme Court rule on EPA lawmaking this summer? And before you answer, we're having a lot of agencies do a lot of backdoor things that also lead to other topics. But for this, we will stay on the EPA. And... No, you make a good point. <clears throat> The EP, the excuse me, the Supreme Court did rule that the EPA overstepped its bond, its boundaries or its authority that was given to them by Congress, and that was they basically what they were saying is everybody needs to get back into their lanes, just like they overruled a Trump era policy of remain in Mexico, because the, the executive branch can't make law. That's Congress's job. He said, get back into your lane. And going back to your first point. A lot of the government agencies are, like I know with the ATF, and yep. you can expand a little bit about that, the ATF, even though some people may agree with gun control, that's not the purview of the ATF to make and change Correct. law. Yep. That's the purview of Congress. Now, whether Congress can do it, everybody can say, well, the Republicans won't go along with it. Well, that's democracy. Right. So it's, do we really want agencies to go rogue who are unelected? Because remember... What happens under a Democratic administration is given the pretext for when a Republican administration gets into office, they can do the same thing but go support policies that they like. It's just it spirals out of control. We need to get everybody back into their lane and get the legislator to legislate. Yes. So these are things that need to be that need to be worked on. And they really haven't done anything in the last number of years. We have more or less an imperial president acting to do what it wants. Just like when President Obama said, I got a pen and a phone, I'm going to use this. That goes against the Constitution. What do we have an executive legislator or even a Supreme Court so, if they don't stay in their lanes? I kind of want to bring something up, and it has to do with the FBI's, FBI. Okay, and this is kind of branching off from the topic of inflation, but we're kind of, I'll, I'll kind of reel it back to no, where. That's fine. So, the FBI is kind of going on a tear, and they're kind of like seizing phones. They they went into Trump's place. It almost seems like they're weaponizing the FBI. Now, the next president that enters in here, are they able to abolish these three-letter agencies? Are they able to come in here and say, hey, FBI, you're done? No. Are you, now, who formed or... That was all done under act of Congress. A president can recommend... So like when he submits his budget, he makes a recommendation what his budget can be. He can put in the budget, I want to abolish the FBI, I want to abolish the EPA. But if Congress doesn't go along with it, he can't get it done. Okay. That's just the way our system is set up. Every branch has certain powers that the other branch doesn't have, but we cross over into the lane. So you can still have an organization weaponized against you even if you're in office. They can. That's where... You can be held accountable, but what we have now is we have agencies like the FBI, but we have partisanship in it. Everybody should be appalled. I mean, granted, I guess Trump does bring 
the beast out of everybody. Everybody either loves him or hates him. Some things that he says makes my skin crawl. Yeah. But Trump, I was talking with somebody who was a federal federal U.S. attorney, came into the shop yesterday, and we were talking. I go, just because you don't like Donald Trump doesn't mean he has his constitutional rights go away. An example, when they went after Carter Page, you had a senior FBI attorney, think about this, altered evidence, submitted that evidence, to a federal judge, basically he lied to a federal judge, so that evidence was done in a, in a legal and ethical manner when it wasn't, and they got a warrant to spy on an American. Now, whether you agree with Carter Page or not, he doesn't mean his rights go away, because I would flip it around. What happens if that was a Republican attorney general doing the same thing to a Democrat? Would you feel the same way? So there seems to be like a lot coming out, and it's just it's kind of scary on the same it is. same note is because if an FBI agent comes up to me and says, "Hey, give me your phone," well, I mean, it, but look at what the F- but look at the Inflation Reduction Act. They're adding auditors to the FBI, I mean, to the IRS. What happens if you're a Joe Q citizen and they, you get a letter from the IRS say you owe five hundred dollars? Are you going to have the means to fight it? You going to have an attorney? Are you going to have an accountant? Most no. people don't. And they're just going to pay the $500. Is that what we want? The government can do what it wants, but you're stuck. And that, to me, goes against what the framers wanted. And Alan Dershowitz, who's a constitutional scholar emeritus from Harvard, said, it's not a legal term, but he calls it the shoe on the other foot. Don't complain what the other side's doing if you're unwilling to hold your own people accountable. And we got to get back to that. And Jonathan Turley, who I routinely mention, who's a constitutional scholar from George Washington, mentions that. And he criticized both sides. I'm not sure what what he talked about the rhetoric coming from Biden as it pertains to Republicans. But he also called out President Trump using the same language against President Biden and against Democrats. We need to tailor it back because the one judge who was trying to get a master to be like an arbitrator between the document seized, there was somebody that put a threat against her. She should be shot. So that's why he said we got to dial down this and let the rule of law play out and hold each of us accountable if they do something against the law. Not one side is always guilty while the other side gets a break. So I kind of just want to bring it over to Ray, kind of round up the uh, what is going on in the Second Amendment, Second Amendment realm. A lot, and a lot has well, just changed. Break it down to the. We are gonna we're gonna just do a fast breakdown. You have like a minute um, and a half, but so basically, <laughs> the ATF ch- tried to change the rules on the uh, on the ghost, ghost gun ban, but that actually got overturned last night at midnight, so that's no longer going to be enforced. Did the judge say why, or was it basically what I said, they overstepped their bounds? Overstepped and deemed unconstitutional. Because they can't make those laws. They can't legislate. That's the legislature. That's what we were saying earlier. So since they done that part, now I think the pistol brace ban, that's probably going to be overturned and follow suit as well. And again, that is an ATF ruling that they decided to change the rule. This was not legislated that pistol braces should be banned. This was an ATF ruling. So hopefully that follows suit and gets overturned as well. H- HR 1808, we're still waiting on a vote. Hopefully that doesn't pass. And then followed that up by HR 8534, which is the... Uh, 
license permit and up to the attorney general whether they want to confiscate okay. your firearms or not and that's still on the table to be passed well here's one before we leave, start ending this conservative 150 because we could get things passed if they the dems policies weren't so alarming oh i would agree with that but here's another thing that's alarming even more we're not doing anything that we once did meaning all these bills that we're trying to get in laws that get passed normally would go through the committee here committee meetings they would debate from both sides and then they would pass it from there both sides could bring their witnesses to contradict the other side none of this has gone through committee hearings it's just committees write it up and then they move it along yep. so yeah. i would agree with them so john why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us you can get a hold of us by going to ubali reports at gmail.com if you want to leave a message or you can just track us on the social media platforms instagram twitter Twitter, obviously TikTok, Facebook, and others. Just let us know what you think. And I do appreciate all the comments. Everybody may not agree, but we get people thinking because we all want what's best for America to move America forward. And I appreciate everybody's comments. Keep following us. Let us know what you think. Pass it along to everybody. And thank you for listening to Ubali Reports. So, Ray, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of you and you being somewhat of an expert. Or you're very informative and knowledgeable knowledgeable about the Second Second Amendment, Amendment. which is an important constitutional right we hold. Yes. So you get a a hold of me at Raymond, R-A-Y-M-O-N-D dot A-G-S at gmail dot com. We could talk anything gun control, the current bills that are in and waiting to be voted on. I'm a gunsmith. I travel gunsmith right now, so we could do some side work and... Ultimately, here in the near future, we are looking to get my gun range up and running locally, hopefully just outside of Tampa. So we are moving on that as well. Okay, and you can listen to Ray and I on our own podcast called All American Gunslingers. It's a little bit more colorful than this. Let's just say it's a lot edgier than the tame. This is like a lot edgier. This is like rated G for everyone. So let's move up a couple octaves to there, and then they have their their. Their drinks, which is the nectar of the devil, so the devil's juice. That's anti-Mormon juice. There you go. <laughs> and you can get a hold of us at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. You can also listen to us. You can follow us on all social. That's All American Gunslingers, and we'd be happy to have you. So everybody have a great night, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Keep listening to Ubaldi Reports. Until next time, every Wednesday at 730-ish Eastern Standard Time, we'll be here. Keep listening. <laughs>